Welcome to Forever yeah. Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I'm Justin, aka Tags. Tyler Wrecker of Days. And I'm Brittle Knee. Welcome back, Brittle Knee. It's an early episode to have you back. I know, it feels weird, but also cool. Episode 135, Forever Exiled. It's a league launch type episode, so that's why uh, BK's joining us. We're going to talk about whatever, we're, you know, there might be stuff to talk about, and that's why you're here. Because yeah, it was serendipitous how the last time lined up. Yeah, you bring the knowledge having... to this podcast. Tyler and <laughs> oh, I, no. we just listen along. Totally. And totally. we say, yeah. We yeah. totally know well, that Uber content. That's, that's what I was thinking that. too. <laughs> right on my bed. Good for us that that's there because, man, were we bored. All three of us on the same page. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, big shout out to our patrons. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. If you're curious what Patreon is and does, it gets you access to After Dark, which is our podcast after the podcast where we just continue to chat, but later in the evening. <laughs> Right? Is that a good explanation? Yeah, you nailed There's it. There's sometimes alcohol involved. Yeah, in yeah tough sometimes, questions. sometimes a little, sometimes too much. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. It's you never too never little, know. and it's always too much, and it's always fun. It's always too much. <laughs> <laughs> and then half the episode gets cut, but it's still an hour and a half long by the end. It's a good time. It is a good time. Anyway, thank you everybody for supporting the podcast. You are awesome. Yeah, and I want to apologize, but also thank Atreyu in our Discord. Uh, I think I forgot way back when, when you bought us our Guild Gem and Flask tabs. I think I forgot to show you. So thank you very much, Atreyu, for doing that way back in the day. And also, Elvis, thank you very much for your generosity this week as well. It, uh, it means a lot. And mothers, happy Mother's Day. Well, yeah, huh? it comes out on Mother's Day. That's right. Oh, uh, true. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not going to be. It's it's. We're not putting that in the title. Okay, you. It's you a lead reveal. Well done. That's actually a good timing for you because normally you do them weird. You know what I mean? Like when you talk about events and and things. Shut up, Justin. This Happy one Mother's Day, everyone. Perfectly. Yeah, I'm actually terrified of this weekend for Mother's Day because my daughter asked to bake a cake for Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. And she's seven, and I don't bake, so. We, That's we, what box mixes are for. You'll nope. be fine. She gave she bought some she got some book from a book fair that is called uh, I don't remember something about like I don't know if it's unicorn cakes or something. It's a whole book of like very bright fancy type cakes and she okay. really wants to make this one. So I took pictures of the ingredients and her and I went shopping yesterday. It was like 120 bucks for ingredients. I don't oh, even no. know. I didn't know what half the stuff was like confectioner's sugar. I had to google what that was. It's actually just icing sugar, apparently. I was about to say, like, just buy food coloring and box cake and then, like, get a bowl together and just put, like, a bunch of bullshit in there. Like, yeah, flour, salt. I didn't think know, that far. Sand, dirt, and, like, <sighs> let her make, like, the fake stuff. And then you have, like, the, the box batter that's, like, colored neon green or whatever color she wanted it. She's a and perfectionist, so it has bowl. to be exactly how... And she can read, unfortunately, so she oh, knows no. what's Tragic. on there. And it's a confetti cake, apparently. So there's like mass amounts of those, I don't know, sprinkle confetti type yeah, little yeah, yeah. candy things you put into it. Anyway, so that's my whole day tomorrow is we have to try and bake a cake. Well, so, they do make confetti in the box. So if it goes horribly wrong, just run to the store. And I'm going to box. Dairy Queen and getting an ice cream cake if it doesn't go well. <laughs> I'm expecting Fair fire enough. trucks to be going past yeah, my right? house tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You'll hear them. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, happy Mother's Day to everybody. So this was a fun week, though. We got lots to talk about, but real quick, let's get into just quickly how our week was, because I know that's everybody's favorite part. BK, yeah. how, how's your week been? My week has been busy, but good. I've been trying to wrap up, like, house stuff so that I can know life for a week and a half or so. So I'm getting ahead of all, like, the laundry. I'm trying to figure out, do some meal prep and planning for... Oh. Mm. Dog drank too fast. Now you can hear delicious dog hacking sounds in the background. I didn't even hear no. that background sound until you pointed it out. That was funny. <laughs> She's really going for it. Um, figure out like what meal prep I'm gonna do, and then there's just like my my family. They're closing on their like the family home, the childhood home is being closed on officially today. So I was helping mm. my dad with some of that stuff too, trying to get last minute stuff out of the garage and do final cleaning and all of that. So it's been it's been busy, but more of like in the prep sort of sense rather than anything too fun. Mm. And you've been streaming a lot too. I have been. It's uh, I have to make up for last time I was sick two weeks ago and missed that entire week of streaming. And so this week I've really had to put a lot of hours in try and make up for it and i usually take a couple of days off before the new league like usually the monday tuesday and then i stream wednesday through the league um i usually take those two days off and give myself a long weekend but i'm just going to stream all the way through it this week or this time wow, i've missed fun. so much time lately between all the different real life stuff that's been happening this league i <laughs> i'm hoping next league goes better this last league was a complete disaster yep when are you going to give yourself some time off next since you're going to be busting through this league week and league launch uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Next league when lunch? I deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Wow. It's a crazy week though. And that's awesome that you were willing to help out when you, uh, when you're so busy on yourself and feeling the pressure on yourself. So good for you. Yeah. I mean, that's what the afternoons are for. I stream until the afternoon and then there's hours before the sun goes down to get some work done. Poisoning your dogs. Yeah. What? With their, with their drink. Well, I'm just saying your dog's choking on something. She just drank too fast. She got too excited. <laughs> Fun. How was your week, Ty? I had a good week, non-POE wise. Uh, we finally had a birthday party. Um, since my son got COVID in January, we all had it over the last couple, those last couple months there. So January, February, March. And, um, but then, you know, my mom with her age and then my, my sister was sick and my, and then we get sick again because my kids are in school. And so ever since January, between the the six of us, we've just been sick 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 and so we finally had a weekend where one of us wasn't sick so we could all get together and that includes my my cousin and her husband so there's a total of eight of us and so we celebrated i see my son's birthday my birthday my mom's birthday my daughter's birthday my wife's birthday and my cousin's birthday all on the same day just for fun and like i didn't think we were going to do gifts i thought it was just a fun time to get together for a nice taco dinner or something like that right and we're just gonna hang and then all of a sudden my mom like just before the event, you know, we're just chit-chatting on the phone. I just want to make sure I, if I could bring anything to help out. And uh, she was just saying, no, 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 that's fine. But, you know, I, you know, I got, uh, got taught this gift. And I'm like, wait, but we're not doing gifts. Like, what, what's going on? And then I'm like, okay, so sweet. So now all of a sudden, it's like out of the three families that are there, one of them's giving him a gift. So that means only one family's not giving him a gift. And you don't want to be that family. So I went, you know, to save on on the way over. And I bought an extremely extremely thoughtful gift certificate <laughs> for, for i always feel bad giving gift certificates i know they're actually probably more helpful than anything but uh didn't think we were doing gifts so i gave 
had to very shyly uh, just underhand him the uh, this almost thoughtful gift certificate. But we should have just had your kids like color a card because then it makes you <laughs> makes you look like you did something special. And that's right. They and always spent- have to be like, "Wow, this is so nice. You colored this. Wow, that's great." Yeah, that would have been a good idea. <laughs> But anyway, no, we had a good time. It was nice to see everybody. (laughs) Exactly. Wow, almost in the lines. Good job, guys. Good job. Fun to see them. And everybody there has good humor. There's nobody there that's like a pissy pants. So it was just a funny experience as opposed to something that was awkward and guilt trips and stuff. So it was good. It's a lot of fun to actually have a family get together in a birthday. That's my highlight non-POE wise this week. Yeah. How about you? Should we guess? I don't know. I breathed a lot. Probably got mad at something, sighed heavily. The list goes on. <laughs> it was uh, it was good. It was uh it was very busy. I had I I did play a couple games actually this week. I didn't realize I had never played Mass Effect One, like the first Mass Effect. I never played it, so hmm. I played it because apparently on my humble bundle from like a year ago, I had the Mass Effect Legend something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that had all three. First so, one's my uh, favorite. First one's I was like, favorite. well, I, I may as well try it out. And I got really into it, really liking the first one. I don't know how yep. far through I am yet on it, but I couldn't believe I hadn't played it. I thought I had. I thought I had played all of them. I don't think I barely played any of them. Well, you're in for a treat because it's one of my favorite series yeah. ever. The first mm-hmm. one is so far a lot of fun. I'm having a, a really good time with it. I have also decided to go full dickhead. Like I am oh, no, full renegade. renegade. Full renegade and gets me really irritated when I get any of the what's it paragon. I'm like, damn it, what did I do? How could I? How could I? (laughs) I'm not nice. There were some spots where I was like, okay, (laughs) I need to like, I'm not gonna be full like, I'm not gonna wipe out a whole like civilization of people because that. I mean, I want to be negative, but I don't just be like, "Ah, you all die, especially (laughs) because. There's like a part where you have to either like throw grenades to heal people or like knock them out or you could kill them. And I was like, mm, I kind of want to kill them, but I feel like that's probably not a good idea. So, yeah, it's the only like real complaint I have about the series at all is that they never really kind of formally meshed out like what the renegade personality was supposed to be. It's mm. everything from like psycho mass murderer to complete asshole. Right. And I kind of wish it had been like more like a someone who was like, no, I'm going to do it myself, like anti-establishment, yeah. you know, more more like a you know rebel rather than yep. being like, let's all work together, which is what Paragon is. I couldn't do that. And that wasn't going to was, work. It was just I don't. I kind of wish they had locked it in a little bit more because it's like you never know what you're going to get with the renegade option. You think like oh, he's going to be like some suave like cavalier, like haha, I don't need you to do this, mm, and then no. it's like. You pull out a gun and shoot the guy in the fucking head. And you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, that's extreme. Awesome. That's not what I signed up for. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and then there's some where you're just like downright mean to like, honestly, nice characters. And you see them go, oh, and you're like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Yeah. So I haven't quite figured out, like, I don't know how far through the story yet I am because I, I haven't played it. So I'm not really sure, but I have played a lot. So I'm. And I'm trying to do as much of like side stuff and explore different planets and stuff. So it's fun. It's really good. And driving around in that car, Mako, so much fun. This yeah, is the that, best, worst part of one. I, think, I hear the controls are much better. The original Mako Yeah, that's what is, I heard, that it was pretty bad. Oh my God, it's so bad. It's awesome in this one. Like I And I can't, I can drive up anything and I can't crash. Yeah. It's perfect. I just <laughs> drive right up a mountain and I'm like, oh, that's where I want to go. 
I'm not finding a road. We're going over that mountain hill. Anyway, uh, and then F1. I have started playing F1. I started playing 2020 because, again, had it on a Humble Bundle. And uh, it's more fun than I thought it would be. Yes! Racing games are chill. What's that? The racing games are chill. That's actually some of the first chill. video games I ever played. <laughs> okay, well, F1, I, I have played other racing games and I love them. I love a game like like the dirt style or like um, even the the like need for speed. Like you're just, Burnout. you're gunning it. Yeah, I'm hitting the gas and it's so much fun and you're flying. F1, I actually sweat. <laughs> like, but you like it, mentally shit your pants the entire time? Yes, it's a long process of me focus like hyper focused and and trying to like it's just it, it's so much harder because you actually have to think about corners you have to think about your speed you have to consider your tires you got to be aware of people around you and man it was it, it's so much fun <laughs> it is really really fun but it is like i i plan out my time for when i'm not i could never play that game in the middle of the day there's no way that's like a nighttime game for by me. Five thirty. Yeah, a nap. it's got to be into the evening. <laughs> I've got to be able to like have no kids around because I need to be right here. They're like, "Daddy, can you?" Like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wait. Just wait until you're doing multiplayer with us in July, and you can't pause it because I've it's a multiplayer it. game. Yeah, I've never and paused. Then but you have other people in your party chat, which you can't do. Right, yeah. and then you have other people oh, in your party talk. chat being like, "Oh no, no." No, no, no. Oh, oh yeah. God, you bastard. You know, yeah. it's, uh, I am it's like good. hyper-focused. I've got, I wear my, so, eh, uh -oh. I, I have, <laughs> I don't have slippers. I'm not a slipper person, but I do have a pair of shoes that are my inside shoes. And okay. why are we being careful about this? I don't know. I felt, cause you've made fun of me for it before. Are they like boat shoes or something like that? Are they what? Like those boat style shoes or something? No, no, they're a pair of um, Nike 270s. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And they're just very comfy, but they're also, they help my back out quite a bit. That's why I do wear them. It does, but I, sure. I bought them specifically for the house, so I didn't get them dirty, because we don't wear shoes in the house. And so I wear those when I'm racing, because it. I need the control on my feet <laughs> for the controls, and I've got my little wheel going, and uh, yeah, that's so fun. I, I looked at a chair this man. week. Like a racing chair that you can oh, buy that like no. puts you in like a reclined position, but I didn't buy it. I was like, ah, Christina's gonna be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm gaming. You she, wouldn't understand. Actually, she'd do it. She'd be like, you're only getting that if I can drive. And I'm like, do you realize how hard this is? Like, it's I gotta focus here. All right, I, it's I've never played a game where you have to break <laughs> ever. I've never played a racing game where you needed to break. So anyway, it's been a lot of fun. And then. We had a league announcement. Well, is it a league? Not a league announcement. It was the reveal. What do you call it? Reveal. I think is they're it? calling them all expansions now. I don't think they're. But what is? It's not leagues. the. It's not the announcement of the league. It's the reveal of the league. Is that what they? Yeah. Is, that is it mm -hmm. reveal or reveal? Reveal. Reveal. Mm. I think we Sounds all say wrong. that the same, right? I don't know. Reveal. Reverse. How do you? How do you say the word where you park your car? That you Reverse. park your. No, no. When you park your car inside of this place in your. In your house, what do you call that? Garage. Tie. It changes. You always <laughs> yours always cracks me up because you you really emphasize those A's. Garage. Garage. Yeah. Garage. Every, every time you say it, I'm like, what? Sometimes, sometimes it comes. Sometimes it comes out as garage. 
I've but never heard you say garage. Garage. That, garage. I have, garage. A, I have the windy in my accent, I guess. It always cracks me up when we're talking because when you say it, I'm like, what? Who? Like, what? I don't know where that normally comes from. Like, what? Is that an Eastern thing? Eastern Canada thing? I don't know. I've I've lived in Winnipeg, Saskatoon, Toronto. So who knows? Wherever it mm. came from. Just, okay. Just generally messed up. I was just always curious <laughs> if that was like. <laughs> now that, that we like, got bullying Tyler out of the way. Canadian Canadian thing, or if that was something else. So I appreciate you, BK. I feel a lot less um, empty when you stand up for me on our episodes. Uh, Justin just, just sucks, sucks the don't life right yourself. out of everybody. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. It's just some life to the party, Ty. You know, shut your uh, face, right, Justin. So, moving on. Sentinel. We had the reveal of Sentinel. They did their stream again, which. I love that stuff. Yeah. I really, really like how they do it. Uh, okay. So I want to, I do, uh, there's so much to talk about. The one thing that I found funny in this particular reveal was the flashback to Chris speaking in person and then back to the video. Oh, when they accidentally, when they were playing the video, but they let the video the of Q&A. him be in the video. No, no, no. It was in the actual, it was in the actual like live stream part. So that first 30 minutes where he's talking about Sentinel and the new end game and stuff. But at one point, Instead of it being gameplay, he's actually speaking to the camera. And I don't think they've done that in the past, except yeah. no, he was live. He wasn't live in those. They've in the past, they've gone to him at like the end of the reveal where it's the pre-recorded stuff. He's not been, I don't think he's been in person in the reveal part or like pre-recorded. And it, it threw me off because all of a sudden he was there talking and I was like, wait a minute, are we, is this live now? And then they'd go back to the footage and I was like, oh. And then it made it even funnier when you got into the Q&A because they were just replaying the the reveal. And so all of a sudden there were two Chris's. Yeah. In the, <laughs> That's in what the I video. laughed about. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't know which one to watch. <laughs> I know. Well, he the, the one on the bottom, the one from the reveal, the, they actually like had it lit. The, it looked like they had also done some some work on like just the color and making sure it looked really good. So it was so different from the... Like he had shadow webcam, and stuff. And then, yeah. <laughs> then, then in the main one, it's just it's like the live version, which is usually a little little flatter. But um, I, I appreciate that he wore the same shirt. Yeah, a nice yeah, shirt too. Off. I couldn't imagine. Is important. Yeah, I couldn't imagine living, and I guess this is where BK does live. But living in a place where you could wear a T-shirt that's like that kind of thin style material, I. But you can wear them here. Oh, it's freezing here. You could wear it for like one month. I guess it's summer hmm. down there. No, it's not. It's May. No, it's, it's, it's winter. starting to get winter there. Oh, Chris man. just doesn't it's care. Here. <laughs> just, just doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Cool. I, appreciate, no, really I cool. appreciate the chest hair. Hmm? I appreciate the chest hair. The little, yeah. the little thick You're showing the little tough mm-hmm. at, the, at the top. Mm-hmm. Wicked. But, uh, anyway, so we could talk about real stuff with regards to Sentinel. I don't even know where to start. Do we just start with Sentinel itself? Where do well, we start? Sure. Ty, you've probably I, got notes. We can oh, go in the order ton. that they did for the reveal. We can talk about the league and league stuff and then the end game and then go from there and just follow their notes. I think that's a good idea. What do you think, Ty? What do you uh, have? He has first. notes, so I don't want to... Wanna... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I, wanna, I just want to say oh, how no. much I think... I think Ziggy and Chris do an awesome job. Both of them. Oh, I love that the, they're... The, okay. Well, no, just I, I think they're <laughs> awesome and I absolutely love how they get along. And I mean, we'll go we go into the reveal in, in a sec, but I just love like Chris loves poking jokes. Ziggy loves getting in his two cents, but they're still getting along great. You know what I mean? There's no like fisticuffs happening or like emotional thing. It's just a nice question. Nice dig. Like, for example, 
they were talking about how the Val, you know, Chris was talking about how the Val have a lot of technology that's been lost. And then Ziggy throws in like, you mean like tech for automatic doors? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Chris throws in the extra comeback of, yeah, but the weight of the doors. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like, as when he like, cracks his jokes is him trying not to laugh at his own. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then he also, you can see the side eye as he watches the laptop. Yeah. He's trying to watch Twitch <laughs> chat reactions right. to Just it. explode. I love uh-huh. it. And then even little little digs like when Chris says that he's just going to troll people by, you know, turning something on without telling anybody. You know, kind of, I, I like that stuff. So anyway, yeah, let's get into it. But I want to throw those things out first because I knew that I would probably forget about them if I didn't throw them out. All right, so let's talk about, let's start with Sentinel. The the whole new league, the whole new, let's talk league specific for right now because the other stuff yeah. is more exciting to me. But um, yeah, Sentinel, it, not what I expected. I, the, the impression that I got initially from the first few seconds of Sentinel is like completely different than what it ended up being. So in the first couple of seconds when they were revealing it, they showed like a character, I think it was like a slams build or something like that, like jumping around the map and fighting stuff. And this little doohickey is next to him and starts shooting. And I was like, oh my goodness, these are combat augments. That's so cool. So if you play like a single target build, it does like some clear focused abilities and helps support your ability to clear maps. Or if you have a clear focused build, there's like a single target focused one that's going to buff your boss damage so that you can kill map bosses easier and stuff like that. And so I, I was thinking combat augments initially, which I understand now that I've put more than one single second of thought to it is it would have been incredibly difficult to balance, let alone program. But I don't know. I, that's kind of like the first impression I got. And I was like, oh my God, this is really cool. It's even more player agency where you can kind of round out the builds that you want to play with what you need in order for them to be successful in the current game. And uh, so I'm a little sad <laughs> that it wasn't that or something similar to that. Because like even with like combat augments can be something beyond just adding damage to something. So it could change certain behaviors. Like, I don't know, whenever you're in the presence of this one sentinel for a short amount of time, you chain an extra time. Like there's ways to like manipulate stuff without adding just raw damage. But what we got instead was basically an at-will delirium mirror in the form of a little robot that follows us around where we can add difficulty to things and uh, have Once it try to kill us. Well, some of them are and some of them aren't. So each one focuses on a different thing. There's one that is specifically for clear-based stuff. So it does one big pulse and it does like it affects a lot of enemies at once with its modifiers. Then there's one that kind of you use here and there. So if you're hunting certain, um, have like a really good opportunity where like all of a sudden you go around a corner in your map and there's like two rares in a magic pack right there, you can just hit that button really quickly. Or if you have like a legion mob, you can use the burst one as you hit the like legion totem and then have it affect like that entire legion in a burst or something like that. So like there's situational uses for each of them. And then the final one is like your single target guy. So you're like, yo, go buff, buff the boss. And I want lots of rewards, K thanks. And then he like basically gives the boss all these extra sort of mods and attributes and otherwise. And then I'm 100% going with the rare enemy enhancer. 100% going to be focusing all on that. Love fighting crazy rares. Yeah. I think that's the, I, I don't remember. I think we start with the red one, which is kind of the occasional one that you use for packs and stuff. And then we get all three of them eventually over time. Um, but yeah, I'm, 
I'm kind of ambivalent about it. I'm not like super, yeah, I can't wait to play it, but I think it could be cool. I'm like excited to tinker around and not really necessarily be super into this in the form of min-maxing it. I'm kind of, especially with the ability to start assembling them, like I kind of just want to organically kind of figure this out. And I think that's kind of cool. Like there's a lot of leagues where you see them and you're like, okay, I have to min-max my build to have this sort of like when Legion came out, for example, <clears throat> Legion launched, we see the footage for it and we're like, okay, we need a clear build for this one specifically because you got to pop basically all of them out of the statue or out of stasis and you have to defeat them all. So we're doing like ED Contagion and other types of bow builds, Val, Ice Nova, things that clear incredibly fast and short bursts. And usually there's like a lot of determination when it comes with like the league being launched and you see that footage and that shaping what builds you play. But this one I feel like is kind of, I don't know, I feel less restricted and less uh, worried about how I'm going to choose the right build to go alongside this and more just kind of embracing it for this could be really cool and really fun. Yep, for sure. I'm curious to see how it actually feels in gameplay and what you need to do to do different things. But I'm pretty excited in terms of co-op for the... Uh for that you can actually every party member can use their own sentinels at different times they don't stack but it is it is really cool that you can use uh you know it's not just the host yeah that can use it so i do like like that end up augmenting almost an entire map probably if you go in together or with multiple people yeah and i mean filaments right the from the i guess they're called the sentinel controller but it's like the sentinel passive tree you can predetermine where you're going and you never have to look at it again if you know exactly which, you know, notables or whatever they're going to call it, how you want that Sentinel controller tree to look. You can fill it out and ignore it and it automatically happens. I think that is so cool. Yeah, I think that'll ever sure. transfer to the oh, That's normal so. tree. what I oh, was thinking. I so. Wouldn't that be so nice if that actually was the passive tree system? Like actually yep. just get rid of regrets altogether and then have passive trees be like this? Because that would be fantastic. There's just some... Some caveats to that, because with the passive tree, you actually specifically want to route to certain things that may branch off in different directions uh, and have priorities towards certain clusters of skill points versus others. So if you have a system that just linearly fills in points, it could fill stuff in in a not so optimal way. So you'd have to, how do you then communicate, okay, this is the order. So if there's like a branch left and right, how do you communicate to tell it to go left first and then back down to right and continue down to the scion life wheel or something like that you know I would, these- I would like it where they just if you had it you would just have to stop yourself like you would go okay i know i want this path for the next eight levels so i'm just going to go there and then once i get there i'll re i'll, I'll add the next set like yeah. you know it was the same with the sentinel one when they showed on the controller at one point they were drawing like filaments literally all over the place and i and obviously it's going to run into that same spot because you're you're not getting all the points right away for it. So it's going to have to, at some point, either path one way or another. I wouldn't mind it if it just, you picked, and wherever you pick, that's where it's just going to go. And then you know, okay, in eight levels, I'm going to re-add the next few steps or whatever. I, I don't see them ever doing similar to the controller where you can respec it at any point. And that's fine in the normal tree. I think it would just be nice to be like, okay, I know for my next few levels, this is where I'm going to go. They used to have like that one thing where you could like, you know, like kind of pre-plan your tree out. It literally lasted no time at all, but something to that effect would be cool. But the controller looks cool. It does not look Path of Exile at all. (laughs) No. It doesn't look Path of Exile. It's just very bizarre. 
it's cool though. It's fun. It's adding another, it's, you know, we got the Atlas passive tree last league and now another tree this league. I, I much prefer this system as far as the controller over like the bull crap we had to deal with in, uh, I've already forgotten its name, Scourge. I like this sort of intuitive, like, don't really have to look at it. It's like, I, I don't know. With Scourge, I felt like there was the scourging stuff where you had to put the stuff in the different slots to then, like, change it and then manage all those little buttons. And then there was, like, the entire passageway side of Scourge, too, where it's like, well, this one affects this more, this one affects this less, and this sometimes adds this and sometimes adds that. And I don't know. I see something like this, and I feel much more engaged to pay attention to it versus that Scourge one. I had absolutely no interest in it at all. I was like, I don't even care. <laughs> Well, it's nice because even if you didn't pay attention to it, you can't screw it up. The fact that with this one, you can just redo it at any point, add right. the filaments whenever you want, respec it. it. It's at least nice to not feel um, that sort of anxiety know, of like, okay, well, do yep. yeah. Yep, I agree. I my when I first watched it, so I I didn't get to watch it all just because of work, and so I caught a bit. And I when I watched the Sentinel the first like the first time I watched through, I was like, man, I don't care. And in fact. I was mentioning to Ty, it felt like there was almost, and this is just me being dumb. I felt like I was overwhelmed. Like they were talking about all this stuff and they were talking about things that just didn't, I wasn't grasping it. I felt like it was on what you saw on the screen was on for a very short amount of time. And I'm trying to listen to Chris, but I'm also trying to read what is showing on the screen. And I did not, it did not make sense. And I was like, well, whatever. I don't really care too much, especially because then they got into the new end game, like the new mm -hmm. changes for the end game. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care about Sentinel. I love the new stuff. Yeah. But then I, when I watched it again, I was like, oh, it's actually, it's kind of interesting. I think it's going to be fun. I'm not a huge fan of three additional buttons. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not totally sure how Hopefully that's going to play out. I mean, remap those keybinds. I'm hopeful that there's at least that much yellow button. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah, hopefully, can I assume it's going to work well on controller, but because uh, it looked like it was like F6, F5, X, F6, F7, or something like that. It looked like that was the default, but yeah. uh, pe people didn't like V for nets. So, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of curious how that plays well, I mean, out. If there was one Sentinel or you could only have one at a time, then V would be perfectly fine. Sure. Yep. But since there's three, three and they've made them distinctive like that versus, you know, a, maybe a system instead where like what power core you put into it determines its behavior or something like that. Um, yeah. that's the, I, I just, please. Hopefully they are remappable to either mouse buttons or macro keys Something. or other mm -hmm. types of keys. Because yeah. I have tiny little hands. I'm a short person with sh little short fingers and hands. And yeah, I can barely reach close. half the shit on my <laughs> fucking keyboard anyways. The only way I can reach the F keys is I can hit F2 if I lean my hand forward far enough. Yeah. That's about it. So. Yeah, the F F6, F7, F8 or whatever they are. They're, for me even, they're like... I, it's just quite out of the way. Right. And I would have to look down every time. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to know where my F6 key is. There's just no precedent enough. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the whole three extra buttons, but it does look really cool. The whole idea of like re, what's the word that they called for remaking them? Re, re recombining them or something, or something like that? I felt like they made a word up, but uh, it probably wasn't. Recombinator. Recombinator. Yeah. That's not real, is that? I use it all the time. Just I use it all the time. It's from that video, the Sterling whatever recombinator. Uh, it's a recombinator. That's right. So I, that idea is cool. They said that you can like stash. There will be a stash tab for putting in the um, 
right. the cores and like the burnt out ones or the sentinels. Yeah. I'm kind of curious if that's a, um, like a catch all though, like all of your, um, I don't know all the stalkers set. There's apex stalker. I'm trying to remember what they all are. I was looking, but I couldn't tell, but is it just grouping them all into one? Cause when you combine them, you're wanting to pay attention to the modifiers that are on the ones that you're combining. So I'm curious if they're with all the different pieces and parts, I think it's going to be a UI, not unlike bestiary. So there'll be like a UI that has like basically inventory slots for putting all this different stuff, putting the power cores, putting the husks and putting the ones that you find, like the extra ones. Um, And then I think there'll be a tab for doing the little combination stuff. And then I think there'll be another tab for the actual tree. You so think you'll it'll hit all v be in one? to bring it up and then it'll be, yeah, like you'll have to click between the two, the ones that you want to use. Hmm. Because I don't imagine them, it's either that or the tree and the inventory, or the tree is what is there. And then the inventory thing will be a placeable object like the bench was, the seed box was, and the heist boxes. Yep. And then it's a similar inventory system to that where, you you know, it holds all the stuff. And then the my, my, the thing that I don't know is like it's a crafting bench, right? And crafting benches are typically interactables um, through like a, a an actual thing that you have to interact with. Like with the synthesis, there is the synthesizer. You had to go to it. With the hoarder crafting benches, there's the bench. You have to go to it. So I imagine it's, if it's not fully in the inventory and that sort of screen, then it's going to be 100% a placeable object that this stash tab air quotes is functioning through that object instead. So the way that I heard it when they were talking was that the, it is a placeable object that you put into your uh, hideout. I didn't, I d- maybe I missed if it was going to be an actual like crafting bench style of a placeable object. But in my head, what I saw was another stash tab that these three different types of sentinels can be stored in. But then I'm going like, okay, so when I want to use the item to recombine two of them, do I have to go and take those two out of the stash tab, then right click the item, then put them in, which fine if that's the case. But I, is there, I'm just curious if there will be a way to search through those sentinels if I want to find one to combine certain types. Cause otherwise if you've got 20. Hopefully their UI guy is that to add a search box. (laughs) Yeah. Now we did, there was a search box for added to the, what the nemesis ones. Right? Didn't they add the search box to that to make it easier to highlight different stuff than Arc Nemesis ones? So maybe they learn their lesson and they include the search bar this time rather than adding it later. Oh, either way, it'll likely be there. Even if it doesn't come out, it's something they can easily put in. They did it before. Yeah, I just hope they do it beforehand. Yeah. That's all. I don't want them to have to figure that out later. I think it'd be cool if it was there from the start. I, I really like the, uh, the Sentinel the sentinel controller tree i love the filaments i really hope that's something that gets added uh from the like addition like using your passive skill points not the of course being able to get the free respec but i I love that for the both the atlas and character passive tree i thought there was some really cool um boss specific sentinels i love that storing some of those for when you're doing a specific map really really cool don't you think excited to use that i think i saw um local identity i think he tweeted about it and it was a great suggestion, which is make the name on the unique thing, the name of the map and the tier instead of the name of the boss and the boss level, because I don't know the names of the bosses. Oh, sure. Especially with all the map changes they did. I think it'd be so, so much better. I, I imagine that's something they would actually look at pretty seriously because it's, it would be so much better to be that somebody showed an example of like park tier 16. For so, you know, say? what's that? 
For what? So there's they gave an example of um, a unique sentinel that you could use only on, in their example was Suncaller Asha. And it was a level 83. And you could only use that sentinel when you were fighting against the Suncaller Asha boss, and what, which is the park boss. And somebody made an example of instead of in the unique sentinel, it's saying oh, can I only empower you. Suncaller Asha, it says can only empower park tier 16. Right. So I you see know. It now. I pulled yeah. it up. Yeah. So yeah, I think that sure. would be really cool. Mm -hmm. I guess it's because it's the single target one. So it's trying to tell you what a single target is, but including the tier. And we're saying the boss with, of park tier 16 right, or something. Can only empower. Yep. I agree. That's a good suggestion for sure. My favorite one is the Basilisk, the one that does the big pulse and freezes everything. There's an ability uh, for necromancers in D3 called Land of the Dead that's sort of very similar to that. It just, uh, I don't know. I like it. I like the idea of having an oh shit combat button to hit beyond like, I put my guard skill on left click and I hope I have enough defenses. Somewhere where you're like, if you're actively getting swarmed, you can just hit this button. Those are crazy though, because they have a limited use. They do. Um, so like you would truly only reserve it. Like if you never, you would have to basically sacrifice having more uses of that other type of sentinel to basically carry this guy around and use it as a very sparing, like, oh my God, I'm in trouble button. Like I see mm -hmm. it being useful in like grinds from like 99 to one or like 98 to 100. Where like every once in a while there's something that goes a little bit wrong and you get swarmed or something like that and you can go oh shit and just pause time essentially. Mm -hmm. So that's the one I was probably the most excited for just for its like tactical thing. But that kind of ties back into my first impressions of what I thought the league was going to be, which were combat augments. So maybe that's the reason why that one is particularly exciting to me because it's kind of like this extra thing that you can do. I think it's awesome that the sentinels increase the xp for the enemies they're impacting i think that's really cool like yeah they make them harder or whatever and they add the mods or they do whatever it is that they do but it also you get that big xp reward as well i, I thought that for was sure. really it's neat a nice cause... little trickling in from the you know the usual gameplay which is just to kill as many things as fast as possible yeah. and kind of rewards those who want to take it slow and you know kick the shit out of the rear totally it looks like you'll get them to start relatively early too. Like the one they gave an example was a level 12. So nice. Would you use them leveling tie? Do you think? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. First rare I see. Kill me. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm planning on dying 300 times in the campaign anyway. Why not make it 350? Oh, no. I will. Oh, whenever no. the yellow one's available. Yeah. The red one. I think you would, wouldn't mind the red one though, too. Until the yellow one's available. Yeah. <laughs> I already the know. The red one just keeps, keeps. <laughs> You know exactly how it's going to ah. work. Because the red one looks like it just keeps going until it hits its however many things it can empower. Mm. Like there was a little counter on the bottom right and it looked like it just kept going until it hit whatever that empowered counter was. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try it. I mean, we, you know, it's a lot of hypotheticals, which are awesome, but I'm just excited to actually get my hands on it, see it. And then, you know, of course there's going to be, well, not of course, because they've actually had a couple solid leagues, but you have the potential of you know the week one or week two changes that are coming based on feedback so i like being on both sides seeing what it's like seeing what the changes are it's kind of fun uh it's it's also i it's it is really fun i like it when chris goes kind of on his little tangents and kind of explains the thought process of like ziggy was like well what about this idea or that idea and chris covers all of it but it's like actually once we brought that to gameplay it just didn't make sense because of this that and another thing and i like hearing about all that processing it's uh it's a lot of fun for sure yeah Design decisions are always an interesting one. 
Not one I happen to agree with. I think it would have been boring if it was just basically another heist trinket, right? Because that's what I equate Permapet. them to in some ways. Is like you just find the one that converts your chaos to exalts, and then you fucking never look at yeah, the trinket again. Yeah, you just never again. change it. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely understand that point. The the other one version of or other part of the Sentinel League is the with these recombinators is the uh, armor for your own gear and uh, yeah for your it's belts rings I don't know, is it all jewelry. Is that jewelry and marks too? Yeah, okay. Yep, jewelry includes belts, rings, and uh, amulets. Uh, so I'm kind of, as somebody who will probably not focus on this, is this something that you would do just for fun or because you got two good items and you're hoping to make a, a super good item? Like, what would you be using those for? It's the ability to add certain mods to other items that wouldn't normally have them. Um, and also maybe create items that are interesting in certain ways that like, because they're showing us examples of like a normal belt that has, uh, no influence on it, but you has the, uh, 22, the, sorry, alchemist genius on it. And that comes from, I, I don't know where, frankly, I think it's a belt mod from an influence, but that item itself is not influenced. And then there's a, and what's sort of different is like a lot of these things are either you have an influence item or in the case of the Eldritch currency crafting and whatnot, like you can't use those Eldritch orbs on influence items because that would be like really powerful. Similarly, there's this distinction between influence items and synthesis items where you can't, you know, use a Conqueror's orb on a synthesis item. It has to be like a plain rare base. But in these little things that they're showing us there's like a belt that has an influence mod that's not influenced there's an influence mod that has stuff that's been smooshed together that you wouldn't normally see um and then there's uh you know there's a synthesized chess piece that has a keystone on it so there's basically showing that you're going to be able to combine like everything there these distinctions don't exist anymore in terms of this currency you'll be able to swip swap and mash stuff around which is really cool because the, they're kind of tearing that wall down a little bit that they've spent leagues reinforcing the differences between okay so then in just for yourself then are you just using them when you get them like i don't understand is the idea to take to try and take wait until you have two reasonably good items and then just hope you get something great or are you just using them whenever you get them and just seeing what happens or i would probably have a plan so I'd probably have like some some stats or attributes on something that I need and be trying to move that over to a base that has something else that I need to. And then just hoping you get the good combination. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try everything I'm going to vendor. I'm just going to put <laughs> together. Oh, I think you need an item for it, though. Never mind. You need an item. You to do it just like you yeah. do. With you need your... a recombinator. Yeah, and then you also need an mm -hmm. item. It looked like you had to right click something in their inventory to combine even the sentinels. So. And the other thing about the Astral Plate, too, is that there's some mods that are just in the standard mod pool that are restricted by armor. Um, usually you only see spell suppression on evasion bases, but they've got right. that armor piece that has spell suppression there. So that is technically hinting that usually you can force it with an essence, I believe. You can use an essence to force spell suppression on it or craft it. Maybe not essence. I don't know. I don't remember. But there's ways. But that's usually it's it's highly desired, especially. But that mod right there at that size is not something you can normally craft or otherwise. So that's that's been hopped over onto that 
armor plate that would not normally have access to that mod from an evasion base. So then is the is the assumption then that it was probably an astral plate and some sort of evasion base that had this spell right. suppression on it and it just right. happened to pick the astral plate as the base and then that got rolled into it? Right, because spell suppression cool. is universally powerful. You could put spell suppression sure. on ES spaces too and that would be really awesome, right? Pure ES mm. with spell suppression and access to T1 on certain things would be really powerful. Right. So, that would be fun to play with. I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of different possibilities crafting ways that are going to be exciting here. Go ahead, Ty. You look like you got something. Did you guys read the patch? Did 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 you guys read the patch notes? Yeah, I looked through them. Were there any keystones that excited you? Because there's one that excited me. Also, side Wait, note, you just hold on, knew. Did we just jump in. Wait, yeah, we're gonna yeah. skip that far in yeah. <laughs> Ty's we're getting gone. too excited for it. <laughs> Atlas passive keystones were coming, and I'm so glad they're here. There's only one I care. I'm sure there's a whole bunch that are awesome, but I just couldn't focus on any once I saw one displayed in the video. But were there any that really excited you guys? Okay. Well, I'm just I'm so, following along. I'm trying to figure out what happened here. Are we, we're jumping into the Atlas? Are we I done guess with so. I, I think don't know. You guys said I you didn't have done notes. With the league. I don't have notes. I'm just asking if we're done with set to we were We were having a nice conversation about items, and you're like, did you hear about keystones? Tell you what I like about keystones. <laughs> <laughs> so are we good with sentinel I think, then yeah i think we've discussed you, sentinel uh, what's like, your overall take i guess on sentinel are you excited I'm for curious it about it i am uh not feeling pressured to try and min max it so i'm going to enjoy a really kind of casual romp through exploring the different little doodads and seeing what they do and seeing their mods and kind of seeing how that whole thing goes and then after I've amassed enough of the variations of currency with the crafting stuff, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see what sort of neat stuff I can make. What about you, Ty? Great. Awesome. Yellow's the way to go. Keystones. What is it you like about the yellow one? It, 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 I just like fighting really hard rares. You oh, know, okay. like remember my Atlas tree from before? Like I wanted all the rares to be buffed up. I liked all the ro wild rogue exiles. I like the, you know, torment on all the rares. I just like that they're terrifying and scary and... You know, from what I gathered from the video, whatever it is that it's how it's going to make it work, I want that extra difficulty for all that stuff. So sweet. All right, let's talk about the new Atlas changes because this oh, was I'm, the part I still that want got to talk me. about items. So okay, go for it. No, what I'm you got? busy. I'm done. Yeah, see, Atlas that's why. You're just stones. You knew they were coming. <laughs> well, uh, th this part of the presentation was the most exciting for me. Absolutely. It actually made me just be like, meh, don't care about the league. I think I mentioned that, but it was so. Uh, we we talked about it last league and how excited we were for this new Atlas passive tree. And then through the whole league, we've talked about how amazing it was and how really it changed the end game and how much fun the end game is. Mm -hmm. And then they bring this one out and they're like, oh, here's even more control yep. over the end game. And I was super, super excited. I love them. I think, and I think my favorite part about them is not just that they are here but that every single one of them, you know, the 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 playstone for a keystone for the longest time has been, it does something really cool, but at a cost. Like there's always some sort of downside. Um, and there are downsides associated with these, but they're all well thought through and logical. Like there isn't a single one that I'm like, nah, it's bullshit. Like you're, you lo you're losing too much or no one's yeah. gonna take that. Like there's a situation in a play style represented by almost every single one of them and they're all fair 
and I, that's just from a balance perspective, considering how hard something like the Atlas is to balance across all these different leagues and otherwise. Like there wasn't a single one that just stood out that I was like, nah, <laughs> whatever. Like every single one of them, I was like, yeah, I could see, you know, you could do this kind of build for that or you could play this type of character or like, yeah, maybe I switch into that after I do this, this and that. And like, I'm like, it's adding like playability to the league to me as far as like, okay, well, when I'm done doing this, then I can change it all up, take that keystone and go do this other type of thing that I enjoy. Like I am, I love card hunting. I love low investment magic find card hunting because I can just like put on Netflix and just no brain Herald device shatter packs into oblivion and wait for my T1 drop sound to directly inject serotonin into my brain. And they've thought of that. And there's a keystone for that, where if you just want a whole crap load of raw quantity to just kill as many monsters as fast as possible with the highest quant that you can, there you go. So I was, I'm really chuffed that this basic, cause all, there's been so much weight into the end game as far as getting to T16, mapping at T16, mapping at T16 with optimal juice and sextants and prophecies and then prophecies are gone. And now they've sort of like, it was almost never beneficial to try and farm at a lower level. And it might still be, you know, weighted towards the end game as it rightfully should. You want people to progress. But for the first time, I feel like I can say like, oh, I'm going to do some T3 magic find in this league. And like, I don't have to justify it by saying it's fun, Richard. Like, let me play my lowly, <laughs> my low, low, low tier magic find. Let me have fun in my video game. Like there's actually, you know, you, there's a keystone that supports it and some other stuff in there that seems really cool for it. And yeah. I don't feel like it's I have to make this big, long list of reasons why I want to play something. To justify yeah. it, I can just play because it it's fun and there's stuff there. Yeah. What was what was your thoughts, Ty? I know you said you had one that was your favorite. Well, yeah. What's your favorite? One side note that I I really like about this Atlas tree. I mean, this is obviously goes back to last this current league, but then also the one coming up is now the Atlas can modify your map, but monsters and life and damage so much that even when someone's broadcasting, you don't know the full extent of their build and how it's being impacted. You know what I mean? It's going to kind of teach people that watch and the people that depend on the super popular broadcasters. And this is what they're playing. So this is what I have to play that it's still always going to be different. There's always details that are going to be different. And I think that, or I'm hoping anyway, that these are kind of, maybe it's unintentional, but steps to people kind of taking a step back and like you said, letting people play their way, but also understanding that just because, you know, someone's mapping is difficult or hard, it could be something completely unrelated to the build. You know what I mean? And maybe it'll help some of the more uh, speak first, think later commenters in, in the community, you know, think first and uh, be a little bit more appreciative of where people are coming from with their, with their builds. The one that really excited me was called Wellspring of Creation. And I'm like beelining to it. It's the one that just says, 25% less damage for monsters, 50% more life. Absolutely love it. I uh, What's the reason? Because that's the, the way that I've it? always wanted Path of Exile. To me, in the past, and this is, I mean, Chris has now, it's like they're going in the completely opposite approach. They're making Path of Exile almost the way that I want, like my dreams are coming true with the stuff that Chris said is coming to Path of Exile and how they're going about it. But to me, more difficult doesn't mean absolutely insane unpredictable way too many rares way too many mods no idea where the damage is coming from to me that's not difficult to me that's annoying and unfun to me difficult is 
there's a few really hard enemies on the screen. I know what they do, and I died because either my character's not good enough or because, you know, I screwed up with some of the tells or it was, you know what I mean? So this is just more in the lines of, it takes a lot longer to kill someone, but I'm not going to be penalized for being a damage first kind of player. Or sorry, damage first, um, defense first type of player. So really like that aspect. But it, like like BK said, there's just so many keystones that cater to so many different types of players. Whether it's like making everybody uber because you're that type of player or whether it's just let me play one map or I like all these kind of maps, but I don't like, I mean, goodness me, those notables that let you actually exclude certain mechanics and content. How awesome yep. is that? So I, I just, I think the whole aspect of it, it even kind of, in a way, they they pin, they they pointed it out, but it even solved that kind of dead scarab fix. You know what I mean? Like it adds more value to scarabs that you're not interested in as well. There's right, a keystone. Right, put you your can... junk scarabs in there and there's a way to right. basically flush them yeah. without having to vendor them and eat them into the void to try and get one that you like. You can just throw them in there and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. And then you're guaranteed to not get that mechanic in your map. It's going to be one of the other random ones, but that'll likely couple with some of the notables you've selected that it can't be. And But For it sure. also adds the dead scarabs to have a little bit more value in the marketplace. Not necessarily more value in terms of what you get in return, but in terms of the traffic that it's going to encourage because people are going to be looking for scarabs that they don't want you know just in case the scarabs they do want are too expensive so ah, i just think it was i mean so good all across the board yeah. i think that just the realm that that opens not just this just what the keystones are but everything else it adds i think is absolutely amazing and turning off certain content is super significant as well because if you choose a build that is either for example super single target focused or super clear focused as a league starter there are certain lead mechanics that you're just simply not going to be able to do. Like if you have a high single target damage, like strong boxes and essences and harbinger and ritual and all of these like really closely densely packed things like metamorph where single target really shines. Like that's the stuff you want to see, but like nothing is more disheartening than being a like a, you know, like a, a single target skill. And then there's a legion and then there's a breach and you're like, well, I can't yeah. do anything about that. Or even <laughs> clearing all the missions with without like, taking character. Yeah. Like there's, so the ability to be able to turn stuff off that is bad for you and see more stuff that's good for you is just like so good in general for relieving a lot of the league start anxiety for different people too. Because like for the longest time, it's like, okay, well, what do I start? I have to pick something that's good for this, 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 and that. And there's like all these skills that do it, but those are the meta skills and everyone's playing them. And what do I do? And it's like, well, you can just like say, you know what? I'm going to go play this and I can pick all of these things that work really well with this and I can turn everything else off and I'm just going to focus on this. And like, you're not really punished for it. Yeah, really cool. And I mean, they quoted you, BK, because you, you mentioned player agency a ton and they... They mentioned it quite a lot and how successful it was. Sorry, Just, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, when when this Atlas came out last league and we talked about it, and then we've talked about it throughout this whole league, we talked about how awesome it is to be able to fully control your endgame. Then mm -hmm. we kind of thought that that was like, I mean, it was amazing. It was so fun. It made you able to play more how you wanted to play in maps. And for them to have actually taken that a step further and been like, hey, here's even more control mm -hmm. over your endgame. It was my, it was literally my favorite part of that whole reveal or whatever you call that thing that happened. 
Yeah, they, uh, they looked the live at the stream. problems that people were trying to solve by engaging with certain mechanics or doing certain things too. Like, what are what are players actually trying to achieve with using the resources that were available to them? So they looked at like kind of the different cases of all right, well, this people that are doing magic fun, they want this, this, and that, and they achieved it through using these mechanics together. And this person wants that, so they achieved it by using these mechanics together. And they kind of like. I feel like they really went through and looked at the different types of playstyles and the different way people were spending time in the game and they tried to really like kind of compartmentalize it into buttons that you could switch and flip and it changes the entire tone of the end game with a single allocation. So here's a question. With them always thinking about uh, PoE2 and planning ahead, is this a a test to find out maybe there's certain parts of their game that people just don't enjoy and that they can look at phasing out? Maybe. Very well. I mean, they can heat map. They talked about it. They're like, we could, but we don't look right now. But I don't know. Maybe they'll start to pay more attention to that sort of thing because they can absolutely heat map the uh, passageway and figure out what people are engaging with and what they're not at what percentage rates. Yeah. And I mean, and it's correlate that to how too. active a person remains through a league too and figure out, all right, well, the people that stayed until, you know, the league was 75% done ran one of these three keystones. And these keystones are good for, you know, long-term player retention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's stuff they're always looking at, too, because in the patch notes, I have this down farther, but they got rid of two mechanics without highlighting mm-hmm. it. They got rid of Bloodlines and Nemesis. It's just gone. Yeah, because they replaced it with Arc Nemesis, but I think we all saw the writing on the wall for that one. Oh, sure, but I mean... The it's the same thing for all the other stuff that they're potentially considering or the things that they can amalgamate. You know, who knows what they're going to do with that one league that people like when they mentioned, but they said they're going to take their time with it because they have a really cool Ultimatum. idea. Yeah. So, you know, that's definitely, and I guess that there was a big emphasis on it when they were going through that streak of, hey, here's a new league and it's showing up on your map. Here's a new league. And are you, you know, that what's that map? Like the campaign screen when you click on your waypoint? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're, anyway, yeah. So I have a question. There's a one of the new keystones is uh, maps found in your maps have 200% more chance to be favored maps, non-favored maps found in your maps drop as basic currency. What happens if you have no favored maps? You're asking us? Does everything drop as currency or does that not count until you have a favored map? If it says favored map specifically, then it would be favored map because like they're usually pretty clear on the wording for those sorts of situations and ed cases like that probably doesn't click on even if you have the keystone allocated until you have the favorite map to then cause the rest of the condition to occur. Yeah, because the wording that they have on theirs is just maps found in your maps have 200% more chance to be favored maps and non-favored maps found in your maps drop as basic currency well, I don't items. Know, maybe is not. everything like considered you, a non-favored? It could if you be a way a to blow off extra, because like, there's, there's, like, there's a time where you just have too many maps. Can you imagine, though, like a newer player that doesn't know what favored maps are? And they're like, ooh, I want 200% more of my favored ones. And they click it and they just get currency. Like maps just disappear. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Maybe hopefully there'll be like alt descriptions that explain things as you hover over these a little bit more or something. Yeah, they're good for that. Like towards the end of it, I was sitting on like stacks of like 50, 60 of these, like, you know, all the different types of maps and then having upwards of like 200 plus of certain ones that I had favorited. And, mm-hmm. like, if you just need to burn currency and you don't care about, like, you know, sustain isn't a problem, you could just flip it on and then just get nothing but basic currency out of it. Yep. Just burn your entire map pile. You know who's not using that keystone? 
You? This guy. Race, because there's no race course. Race course course didn't come back, but they got (laughs) rid of Channel. They got rid of... Tropical Island is good. Yeah, Tropical Island's fun. No. There's a couple good ones that they brought back. You don't like Tropical Tropical Island? Island's loaded with trees. Oh, trees, yeah. They're so static, and and the trees, for some reason, are very important to put in front of the screen. So, uh, no, 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 no. Um, Where was it? I saw the race course wasn't coming back. But they also got rid of Silo and Vault, which are awesome, just like nice circles or linear maps. And so it's like... Dang. Now I don't like I think Mesa's still in the game. I think that's the last one for me that I yeah, that, that I know. I mean there were a few others, but there's so many that I couldn't remember the name of. Or I thought it was this map, but it's not. So there are some that I like. And then what what was what's another one? The Atoll, I think, might still be in the game. But yeah, not gonna be using that favorite map stuff. Mm-mm. But speaking of drops, you know what's not drops? Uber boss. Like you just pick a notable and it is. And it exists. You don't have to actually have like an Uber item drop to put in your map device. Yep, I think that's that awesome. That one of the things that I thought was really good too because Super we good. have the Uber Elder Fight accessible by key, you know, by fragments that drop from Elder and Schaefer respectively. And I was really worried as they're like Uber Pinnacle bosses on the beginning of the teaser. I was like, God, not more fragments. Please, God, why? And Ragtab's going to be all Super small And I was like, now. oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. So you can... You basically farm up the same keys of entry that you would anyways, and then it's just a difficulty button you can push at will when you want it. That's so much better than having to kill Cyrus 10 times to get the fragments necessary to farm Uber Cyrus or kill Uber Cyrus. And then like you have three of the corner and two of each of the other ones, but then you're missing the opposite corner and you're like, how do I do this? And then you farm up Harvest and... There's no harvest key swaps for those and you're just screwed and you have to go buy another one. Like it just solves a lot of the issues with the fragment system. And then also they made an active decision to not increase bloat because they could have, they could have been like, yo, yeah, extra, you know, go find your Uber Series content, you know, whatever. Yep. But I like the Keystone is a very elegant solution. Very. I totally agree. I can't hold it anymore. I have to go to the bathroom. So talk about something that has never interested me, the challenge system or something like that, which I think is awesome that they're actually making it really hard, but they're giving more rewards, but I don't have anything else to say on that. So bye. Did you, uh, the, the challenge system, I actually don't care about. It's fine. I think it's interesting that they're going to make it harder. I'm not a challenge person though. You are. So like, what do you think about, I think it's like six and 10 or something are equivalent to 12 and 24 or something. I think it's kind of neat because they flip-flopped everything this time around, right? So the challenges are kind of these miscellaneous, or sorry, the supporter packs this time are kind of this like miscellaneous rewards between like cloaks and MTX and hideout stuff that we normally see associated with these types of challenge rewards. And then the challenge rewards this time around are the armor sets, which we normally associate with the MTX packs. They kind of like reverse roles and I guess they're trying this out. Apparently a long time ago, before I was really involved in POV at all, uh, like season challenge rewards were sets of armor. Something about like this elite armor or something like that, that they came in different colors and I don't know. Oh, I vaguely remember that. So I, I guess it's more of a, it's like even a blast of the past or like a callback to how things used to be a long time ago. Um, as far as the difficulty, uh, there's some debate on difficulty as far as the challenges are concerned just because they tease it they often uh mistake difficulty for tedious 
and right. vice versa. Yeah. And I'd rather do something that's incredibly difficult than something that's incredibly tedious. And there's some people right. that, you know, like it doesn't matter if they have 40 or 40 as their goal, that's their goal. They're going to get all of it done no matter what. But those challenges for me, as far as what I choose and what I engage with and what I want to do and how far I go in a league is how fun they end up being. And some of them just aren't because it's like, go do this awful mechanic that you hate a, a whole bunch of times or look for this very specific outcome. And so I'd love to see, I'd love to see the challenges kind of change towards stuff that is truly, you know, if there's all this Hard. sort of like rearranging the end game towards these pentacle bosses that are just very, very difficult and stuff like that too. I don't know. I'd like to see more than just time gates be what helps you get all the way to the end. Because there's people that, you know, like I want to challenge myself to do something incredibly difficult, but I don't necessarily like want to go clear 60 fucking lab trials. You know, that I'd, I'd rather just not play at all than do that. Sure. Yeah, forty is the uh, allure of. No, nah, listen, you're not even part of this conversation. You said you were done. Come on, <laughs> go wash your hands. <laughs> no, nothing. All right. Is the allure of armor, um, I, like again, I'm I'm not a challenge person. I'm like Ty. I, they're not. It, I I don't, it they don't be. entice me to play. I think it could be just because uh, it's not something that you often get as a reward if you're a free to play player. Like usually armor is sure. supporter pack stuff. So this is the first time these some of the folks that play completely free to play and don't buy supporter packs or can't for whatever financial reason or live in an area of the world where the supporter packs are like their entire grocery budget for a month. Um, right. Like this is an opportunity for them to earn armor. And I think that's rad. I think that's really cool. Um, I like that they have like the different effect between the two. So like the one is like on fire. So it's like the armor, but then the armor on fire for like the higher stuff. So you get that kind of like street cred of having the one that's on fire if you go for it. Like, yeah, not only did I play this league because it's recognizable as the armor from that league, but it's got the little extra effect on it. Um, this was seen in WoW uh, for WoW tier pieces. Like if you killed like the armor would basically look the same if you killed on normal or heroic. There would just be a color difference in the armor from normal to heroic. But if you killed their certain bosses and got the tier pieces on Mythic, then it would resemble the old armor, but have like cooler effects or more, you know, flashy bits or something like that. It would it'd be that extra step cooler. So you'd be like, yeah, I cleared Mythic and like Lord of Round and all the people. Um, so there's kind of like the bragging right. And that is like one, how they sell MTX. And then two, like, you know, that's sort of part of the whole poe economy too is like my friend has this crazy powerful build and i want that now and so i'm gonna go do whatever i have to to go get it so i think it's smart from a business perspective i think it's smart and kind of like neat and fair to have you know an opportunity to earn armor for once it's not very common and uh yeah i think that the way that they're setting it up is good for kind of the mentality of how they sell things and how they motivate certain types of players i think it all makes sense I talk too what much. do you guys think of them doing the supporter packs this time being all I think it's neat. not armor? The when the battle pass came out, because everyone was like, uh, battle pass, blah blah blah, pay to win, blah 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 blah. Like Reddit was all mad about it. And I was like, yeah. all they had to do is not call it a bottle pass and just release a supporter pack of miscellaneous microtransactions to offer as a, a alternative to armor supporter packs. 
And they'd fucking sell a bunch because the people would buy the armor supporter packs and they'd buy the other one too. Like they'd just buy all of it. And then here we are with miscellaneous MTX supporter packs. So. <laughs> I'm excited for them. I think they're really neat. I can't I can't get any right now, but I think they're really cool. I'm hoping to pick up at least the one with the pretty flower map device before the end of the league. That's the same one with the level up. The crazy level up. Yeah, just flashbang me, please, mm -hmm. every time. I want to hit 100 and not be able to see anymore. What do you think of them, Ty? I think the support packs are amazing. I love that they actually interact with your character. They're not just... I mean, they are just visual, but they're not... And I love that. What was going on with that chat where they emphasize in the video how purely cosmetic they are? It doesn't matter oh how much you say goodness. it. People, are, not I just, people like, are complaining. Pay to win, pay to win, pay to win. That heals me. That's so pay to win. I really want yeah. Chris to just say, watch the video. Okay, watch the video. Or for him to be just like, yeah, it heals you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it also picks up your loot. Um, that's right. No, I think it's awesome. Uh, this is actually, and I'm, I'm really need to make sure I don't do this again, especially if these continue. But I, this is the first time I've ever bought a support pack just like that. Normally, really? I have to wait for sales, or normally it's I'll buy a support pack, but it's because you know I was gifted Xbox money or something. And this is the very first time that I've ever actually bought a support pack because it was just so cool. And it's because it's interactable. One of the stuff that I wanted wasn't in the $90 pack. It was in the 60 mm -hmm. and under. Uh, but I love the idea. And even though it's, <laughs> I might have to turn it off depending on how crazy it is. Um, but it also does have a really big tell, like the level up. Mm -hmm. That's like, it's so against what I can handle on a computer screen. But <laughs> I love that it's like, it's so long, like I can look away. You know what I mean? Like, for example, when you kill those enemies that have the lightning circles around them, mm -hmm. right? Or you come to the shrines where they're like blasting lightning. I can't see right. that. So on PC, I can go up to it and I can click it right away. On Xbox, I just kind of run past it with my eyes a little squinty and, and life goes on. So we'll see how that works. But I loved the um, map device that yes, got so more great. intense. Both of them were mm -hmm. so cool. It was so hard to choose. Uh, what else was there? Um Oh, uh, giving you something cool for using scrolls of wisdom? How cool is that? <laughs> I like the adaptive cloaks too. The ones like yes! there's the one that's the resistance oriented, so as you have better resistances and cap your resistances, it like gets bigger and more intense and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I kind of like the idea of MTX that changes under certain conditions. And for 100%. me, another one was like the hideout switches as far as being able to change the ambient light. Yeah, the hideout because there's a lot of hideouts that I like the layout of, but like they're just too fucking bright to stare at every single, you know, every time you go back to your hideouts, it's just too bright, too bright, too bright. Yeah, I like darker, moodier hideouts because you know, I'm 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 playing for many hours a day, so it's just like, so that'll be cool. I uh, something that I don't know if I guess we can take a few seconds to say here is like I take advantage of this all the time but if you're in a financial situation where you want a supporter pack but can't like you know coughing up the 60 bucks is kind of a lot that's me well, right now that's 60 what I'm bucks in. Americano that was almost 90 dollars for me yeah they actually do a lot of layaway support so you can contact support and be like I want to set up a payment plan they're really good about it every single supporter pack that I have I have actually gotten by paying a little bit at a time that's cool. That's easier on me with my income that's so crazy all the time. It goes up and down and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome support. It's really cool. We were just talking, we were still going on about the um, 
uh, just how interactive and interactable the um the support packs are how they're not armor but they're actually things that interact with your character and the one really cool thing that um bk pointed out with you know the interactive cloaks that they have uh, i love the fact that there's a cloak for everybody like everybody wants sure. to cap the resist so unless you're using a funky unique so that's something that even if you're brand new you can use something that's like hey cool look at this and it feel you feel more epic for getting 75 plus resist right so so it was really cool. And then, of course, the hideouts and all that. Yeah, just uh, to me, it's my favorite one. Uh, maybe they'll be coming out like this every league now. And so now I'll definitely be like, okay, sweet. But just in case they didn't, I definitely wanted to swoop in and, and get it. So this is the first time I bought one. I was a little disappointed, though. Justin, did you have something to say? I was going to say something guild-related. No, I was just going to say that I, I actually like that it's not armor because I have a lot of armor. So to have something that's different than armor yeah. like it's it's hard sometimes to pick yeah like you feel like committed like okay i just got this one i need to put this on but then by the next league i have no idea what the combinations are and there's no great way of seeing that besides putting them all on so it's fun to have something that is totally outside of the realm of what your armor is mm -hmm. i just i think i it's just fun it's a lot yeah. of fun I loaded the game up right after I bought it just to see how it works. And it's so neat. Now this microtransaction screen has so many different places that you can interact with stuff. It's, it's pretty crazy. But uh, I was a little disappointed after the fact. It didn't even click for me, but I was quite disappointed that um, I can't use the map device in our guild hideout. Oh, and yeah. That kind of sucks because... specific uh, and not guild specific. Well, right, but that's the... <sighs> It's I think support it pack be, stuff it's, is different I, than individual purchases. I 100% agree, but that is the distinction that they've made. Yeah. I When they introduced the guild hideouts and all that stuff, I was pissed that I couldn't use some of my more rare hideouts for the guild so that other people could enjoy it. I was like livid. I was like, I'm not going to fucking buy it again. Are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. And like... Well, but yeah. If you look at the supporter pack for this one, the the flower, the really cool flower, the yeah, higher you the get in tears, really the more it opens up. Yeah, but it's weird to me that that's player specific. Why can't if Tyler buys it and he's in our guild hideout, he sees that. But when I'm in the hideout, I just don't see it. I don't understand why he can't still see that because that that to me isn't like an MTX that I don't know. It just seemed to me like it should be something that he should still be able to see regardless of which hideout he's in because he already sees his own portals. It just seemed odd that that MTX, that that wouldn't be allowed in the guild hideout because it's specific to him. He's the or, only one that's going to see it. Or our party or whatever it would be. But there, there is now that they have the guild hideout, there's a bit of that conflict between, especially now with this type of support pack. And I mean, we're on the same page, like we said, but it's it's there is a conflict there of, I would love to use this, but I'm always in my guild hideout. Was there a thing in one of the packs that let you teleport to different spots of... They showed it in the video, but I never actually saw them or heard them say it. He, somebody walked into this little blue thing and then all of a sudden zzz, to another part of their of their um, hideout. And I was like, what is that? Uh, Did you guys see that? Do you know mm -mm. what I'm talking about? Well, if you watch, it was for the Arcanist one, the, the, the one with the flower. Um, but there's a point in the video for it where the person is in one part of their hideout and they walk over this little blue portal on the ground. And then they all of a sudden are in another part of their hideout where the, another version of that blue portal was. And I was like, oh, that's fun. Is there some sort of like wormhole? Was that in yeah, which I think one? So. Maybe, one the maybe sort of like the Shaper. The Shaper hideout, if you get it from him by killing him, has the portals like, you know, in the Shaper fight where, where you go and you kill the little bosses first and then you fight Shaper. Um, there's like portals like that 
and you can take a portal to the other side of the map. So there's some some hideouts like that already have that interactability, but it's like hard coded. You can't like move it. It's like part of the map. The it, in the in the one for the Arcanist, I think, is when you see this person in a hideout just walk. I don't remember where it was though. I wish I could. Anyway, it just was. Oh, frick, I don't remember, but it looked like it was these little blue flat on the ground things that you could walk through and then um, show up somewhere else. And they show a picture of it. I'm just looking at the Arcanist supporter pack right now. Whoops. And there is one of them standing right beside the witch, but I don't see what it's called. So hmm. anyway, I think they're fun. I think it's a fun change. Yep. I'm excited to at least check them out. And I like that it's not armor and that I think it's actually a great comment about that this makes armor accessible for people who don't buy supporter packs now if you if you yeah. can do the challenges and you want to play the challenges i i didn't even think about that i think yeah. that's a, a a good way for people to get intentionally it intentionally changed at the same time so you're not actually missing out but you do need to uh progress a bit i think it's good i like that they're still being proactive with the atlas too uh for example like you know they got rid of hall of the grandmaster and then val temple in terms of the percentage for Atlas completion. They got rid of two more uniques that uh, weren't part of the normal drop pool. So I like that. I don't know how much feedback there was on it, but they're staying on top of it. So that's that's really exciting for me. And uh, the ability to have multiple influence per map now, that's that's pretty cool. I'm curious how the yeah, drop rates no will work kidding. with that. If it'll actually hurt you, if you're, let's say you're hurt, really hoping for Elder, but you're fine with Hunter. I wonder if it actually hurts your Elder chances, but I love that. You can mix and match now. I think that's really cool. There is also Maven invites that you can now buy from Kirik if you weren't getting uh, decent enough RNG, which I think they actually changed the increase rate anyway. Um, I thought that was really cool, and I'm really hoping that they have the that they kind of include that in a lot of other mechanics. For example, with with heist, I know you can buy contracts and stuff, but it would be nice if you know they guaranteed that you could buy at least each a level one and i kind of started thinking that as we uh, as they were talking about like okay let's just make sure you have your baseline here you can buy some invites from kirik i don't know how they're going to be organized or what kind of invites they will be but uh, it is nice that they're kind of encouraging that progress to be faster hopefully heist is like that one day where they'll like always guarantee that you have one level one of each style of thing right 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 that's what i was thinking anyway but oh, okay i want to real quickly bring up the new monster modifiers because they're getting rid of all the rare yep modifiers and they're going to the arch nemesis modifiers now mm -hmm. uh, i think it's cool i do like it i was saying to tyler i hope that they do something to put something in game to allow people to understand what those modifiers are because you knew what they were in arch nemesis by mousing over them but a lot of people may not remember they may be new to the game it'd be really nice i know they won't but it'd be nice if there was somewhere in the game to see yeah, like tab or oh, something. shit i just died to like gargantuan and Frostweaver. i wonder what those are and somewhere in the game i can see what they are because in arch nemesis you could you knew what they were when you put them on i just think it's such a good opportunity for them to actually provide you know if learning opportunities or at least the ability yeah, to research and find out what it is yeah i know you can wiki it i know you will be able to i just wish there was some i hope there's something in game because i just think it's such a good time for them to be able to do it now that they're dumping all of the other right, ones implementing a new system just to this. moving forward make it towards yep. more player discoverability as far as being able to interact with it. I think it's cool. I'm excited for it because it's, it, uh, I, I just, I do like it, but I just hope that there's something that's a little more friendly to maybe the people who don't play all the time or mm -hmm. who didn't play a lot of Arch Nemesis or whatever to sort of learn yeah. what those, uh, 
modifiers are besides trying to mouse. Yeah, you can't. Like, mousing over it in the middle of a fight, gargantuan might not mean anything to you except big. Right. Right. Or now might on, have a lot of life. You know, does he have more life? Does he hit harder? Like, right. what is it that makes what him gargantuan? Try and fight him. And I mean, they do have to consider controller support. I mean, they've had console for years now, but now it's on PC as well. And so there needs to be a way for those people that are actually using a controller and not a mouse to be able to access that information. It's, it's those controller users, though. That's why we can't have nice things, Ty. <laughs> it's your guys' fault. It's true. Yeah, it's true. You can't be fault. dependent on the wiki unless you're updating the wiki yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, unless they're having some responsibility over the wiki, you can't be dependent on it. Can you? I mean, can you? On console, can you even see? Oh, do you get the rare? Uh, I know you get boss bars, but is that only for main bosses? Like you don't get see that for rares, do you? Is there like a boss? Like how would you see it's that? It's the uh, exact um, same um, heads up display for enemies. It's exact oh, so same. you would see Gargantuan Frostweaver up at the top. If you, but whatever. here's the thing: you don't have a mouse to hover. Well, I know, fighting. but that's what so I mean. So you have to be actually be aiming at that character and hope that oh, okay. the analog stick is also not interfering with you know some of the ads that are around. So right. a lot of the times I'm trying to see what these mods are, but I'm just getting whatever random magic or normal mob that's in the way instead. Right. So, I mean, mm. PoE2 is fixing that whenever it is that comes out. Chris said a few years away is what he hinted at. But, um, you know, they were bragging about the permanent bars. Hopefully it's like that for, you know, rares in, in those fights as well. But goodness me. What an awesome change. It's more effort for them going to the unclutter, right? Just taking rare mods for monsters and just simplifying it to one, two, three, then four once you get into the higher tier maps. But how much, I mean, hopefully it stops at four, but that's such a great way to unclutter the game. They're, they specifically said in the video when Ziggy was there that it's like the stuff that we've complained about many times in the past about there's just so much going on. You can't see what's happening. You don't know who's dangerous. And this is a huge step in that direction. So I mean, obviously, hopefully you want to know what those mods mean, and I totally agree, but it's awesome that they're taking that step and they're getting there, and they're able to do it with PoE 1. They're not depending on PoE 2 for it, so really cool. But mm-hmm. th- this is them including Arch Nemesis. They said Arch Nemesis isn't coming back. Which is fine. Yeah. Because sure. this is kind of Arch Nemesis yeah. coming back. Yeah. Speaking of the wiki, though, that you said, how nice is it for people that actually work on the wiki and they spend their time instead of playing the game updating the wiki how nice is it that they actually have a league where there's almost no changes like they still have to update you know all the keystones and all this kind of stuff but how nice is it to have that kind of reprieve for those people that are working so hard for us to actually have a league of per se catch up so so i'm actually curious with regards to this because uh, it's been a, I know people have talked about it on our, on our Discord, on Twitter. I've seen it on Reddit a little bit too. And it was my thinking too is, so this league, there's no, it's the first league in as long as I can remember, no new skills, no skill changes, no nerfs, no buffs, whatever. So for me, I'm actually curious what you guys think. For me, I actually love this because for 317, I did not get to play very much. And it was my favorite end game ever. And that was my own choice. I chose to play other games. There were ones that came out and then just, I didn't have time uh, real life wise. So for to be able to go into this league and not have to worry about planning out a build or thinking too much, I know that at least whatever's out there works and I can try and play around with it. I'm really excited to not have to be stressed about that part and I can just focus on this adjusted end game and Sentinel to whatever degree I want. So, but I'm curious about other, what your guys' thoughts are because I know some people have complained that, well, it's going to make it 
boring because we've already had it for a whole league. But I'm I don't know what the 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 numbers wise are for Path of Exile, but I don't know what percentage of the player base actually plays all the way through plays so many skills that there's nothing new for them, tries out every unique and every style of build every single league. So is it is it people that ha- are are that have the time to play it tons and tons and tons that that maybe is considered boring too or like I'm not sure if I'm not understanding the idea of why this would be a bad thing for people. So I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on the idea of no skill changes, no new skills, no nothing. I think it's an important exercise as well as it relieved a lot of the de- like the development needed because instead of spending hours doing skill balances or skill changes or bug fixes and all this other kind of stuff they're just basically being able to pour all of that into the end game the way it was and i think it's also an interesting demonstration to the player base as well that if there isn't this sort of complete state like change like for me personally, that the fact that there's no changes like actually makes my getting my league start harder because now more things are viable and there's sort of this natural progression over time as there's patch notes and things change and stuff gets nerfed and stuff gets, you know, balanced. Um, you know, like you are removed from certain temptations of wanting to start a certain thing, like because it's not as viable anymore or maybe it's not as strong anymore. And so you're kind of pushed into these situations where you're going to try something new, right? Like, meh, I've never played Explosive Trap before. I played Explosive Trap last league. Had a blast. No pun intended. It was really fun. Um, but I would have never done that. Like, if, you know, my Bladefall Blade Blast Hierophant that I played three leagues ago had never been nerfed, like, I would play that every single league. Because it was ridiculously strong. I could clear all the content. Very, very tanky and satisfying. But had that not been nerfed to Oblivion, I wouldn't have just discovered this cremation build that I've been playing lately and absolutely love. And it hits all of those same hallmarks that the Hierophant build does. But it's not that build. It's an entirely different build. But as far as satisfying the checkboxes of like moderately good damage, very, very tanky, very, very tough, very good recovery, like it hits all those same boxes, but it's a completely different build. And without a active sort of waxing and waning uh, skill system where sometimes things are good and sometimes things are bad and these change organically over time, like it would get kind of boring so on one hand i think it's like hey we didn't have to develop any skill shit anyway so here we go we can really focus on delivering this expansion being more in-game focused and sort of like a lesson to the player base like okay you hate all this all the time but like what if we don't change anything at all because everyone's gonna like it we kind of had this happen in the racing scene for a little bit too where they didn't do any sort of significant changes to stormbrand for a really long time and even though Stormbrand wasn't super, super amazing until Archmage came around uh, in the endgame, it was t- like S-tier leveling skill. If you were leveling a caster, you level Stormbrand, and then you changed into whatever you were going to play. And for racing, that's all racing was. It was Stormbrand Witch, Stormbrand Shadow, Stormbrand Old Man Templar, Stormbrand everything. Everybody played Stormbrand. And it was like a year and a half for every single race was Stormbrand. Stormbrand this, Stormbrand then. People were fucking tired of it like to the point where our like viewership numbers for the events and our participation for the events themselves actually started to decline because it was so stale so i uh i wonder i kind of wonder if this isn't also like a well you know you guys say you don't want anything to change you say you want these builds to stay the same you say you know like maybe this is some sort of grand experiment as well to track player retention data to see do people 
still go for these builds anyways? Do they only play these builds or do people attempt to diversify and branch out since they've already played what has been played before? Like I be interesting to see what sort of data they glean from all of this. I, uh, I think it's good if the game's balanced, like the game's in, I mean, I don't play every skill, but I think the game, if things are balanced, I don't think there's a reason to change it. And you could use self-motivation or just wanting to try something different if the game's already balanced and ready to go go for it i don't know if that's the state no Only they would know if there's certain characters <laughs> certain that things are, are really things. really underpowered right now that could definitely use reworks for sure 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 so but once you're at that state where you actually are quite comfortable with where your skills are and your items when if you ever get to that state i I'm not a fan of changing things for the sake of changing things and let people that let mo- people's motivations be the reason that they're changing from one thing to another as long as things are balanced. Obviously, when people are using only one skill for this, that, and another thing, things aren't balanced. But once you get to that state, I don't think that there's an issue leaving things alone. For me personally right now, I I think having these the extra three months, so you know, six months of the same game, is awesome for a lot of people because they don't have the time to really fully invest in one league. And so, for example, for for me, where I don't have a crazy busy life, but I don't have a lot of time to put into Path of X all the time that I wish that I could, I get this extra time to really double down on my Atlas Tree investments. And I really get to see what it's like because, you know, I'm normally only playing four to maybe eight hours a week. And so for me, every league, three months is too short. And so, there, you know, I, I do like where this is coming from from that perspective. Chris said it's not going to happen again or very often type of thing. I forget what it was that he said, or maybe it's something that can happen every now and then. But, you know, they're trying something new and I quite like it. It's, it's nice for people with my schedule for sure. How about you, Just? Yeah, I already said I like it. I, for oh, me, right, just, you were at the beginning, mostly sorry. because I didn't play 317. Like I didn't get to play it enough. And so I can focus more on Sentinel and the end game stuff. It's the first league ever that I can remember where I can, I don't tend to think or plan out a build until just before the league launches. Cause usually we're not getting all the information till like right up till league launch. So with, with nothing changing, it makes it a lot easier. And now that you know, sort of the style of what the league might be like, and how much control you're going to have over the Atlas. It's a lot of fun to start planning a build out a week earlier than I normally would. Yeah. Um, I do understand the need for change though. I know that that's definitely a big draw of Path of Exile is there is this cycle of, of you know, trying to balance and skills moving around. Uh, but for this particular one, I'm excited about it because I didn't, I didn't play enough into 317. Like a lot I talked about in the private league was... I played uh, Detonate Dead, but I didn't feel like I really got a chance to play it because I did it in the private league. It wasn't in an actual league like I would normally play it. Uh, so it's nice to have some a new league where I can go in with the same thought I already had if I wanted to go that route and not have to completely switch it up because of something shifting. So I think it's fun. I know it's not going to happen again for a very, very, very long time. But in this particular league, because of 317 in my timeline, it, I think it works out great. BK, you gonna league start with a controller? No. Ooh. Why on earth I didn't write one that? bug. I was 
Pardon me? Even the person that I know that plays with controller like every day doesn't want to play their controller support. He's going to stick to the one that he plays with. It's like better customized and more comfortable. So hmm. seems like there's oh, yeah, a lot on the uh, list of things still to kind of tweak for controller support on their end. Yeah, I saw they had like a number of things that are coming out for controller, but we'll see. I still didn't see the ability to swap between uh, controller and keyboard yeah, and mouse yet. Not being able to do that at will is un just not acceptable. I really want that. That's like that is one hundred percent what it would have to be if I were to ever consider trying it. Is I should be able to put the controller down and pick up my mouse and start sorting my tabs that way. Yeah, I don't want to have to log out and then log back in. I think it's actually closing the game, right? I don't know. I can't remember, but it's... either one is unacceptable to me personally. I want it. I want it to be fluid between the two. That would be awesome. I'd be on that same page too. They've chosen a separate heads-up display for controller support. So until they, but you could keep that heads-up display. I don't see what the reason is that if I if I'm playing on controller, just let me keep that um, heads-up display when I switch to the mouse. I'm not really sure. I don't know the technical side of it. you're in but... town. Who cares if you can move better in town with using a mouse only? You know, on the gameplay UI, it's just town, right? So like yeah. if the worry is know. that like people with a mouse would be too effective controlling stuff within the UI for the controller, then just restrict the ability to use the mouse and keyboard within town. Problem solved. If you go into a map, no keyboard. If you go out of the map, keyboard. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I remember a long time ago, Chris or Jonathan talking about the value of marketing and having like your heads up display static or like, you know, you don't change it often at all just because you want, and that's why they don't have a customizable HUD either because they want when people just glance at a screen, oh, that's Path of Exile, you know, like that kind of marketing. So now the fact that they have two different ones and it's even two different heads up displays for one platform, right, PC. Um, yeah, I don't know where they would go. I can't really think of anything, but it would be nice. I would love to. I, uh, I would love... I, th I think they mentioned it. I don't know if this is exactly what they meant, but to play on controller and at least just use your keyboard streamlessly for chat and then go back to your yeah. controller. That's, That's the cool. big thing for me. Make sure that chat can still be used with a keyboard and then you can go back. But they have a long list of um, other QOL improvements that they've been, that they have. They've mentioned a couple of them. A lot of them seem unsolicited, like they're just doing them on their own because they know they need to be done. So I'm excited to see what they are as they reveal them as teases coming out. Uh, question, um, we sorry, we kind of already left the MTX discussion, but I forgot about this. The Vault Pass uh, stuff. You guys have a Nexus are, are store, MT right? Pardon? We have you guys have a Nexus store, right? You guys set one up for your... Yep. Um, we did your, a while back. <laughs> your folks can actually get GearX Vault Pass through your Nexus store, by the way. So if it's another way for people to support your podcast... Oh, that's cool. They can, if they want to buy yeah. the Vault Pass, they can get it through your Nexus store. Oh, I think nice. we, I think we Thanks did have know. somebody do that. Yeah, I, I, I think somebody told us about yep, that. Yep. I just quickly, I don't actually see it. <laughs> I don't know if we're supposed to. I did put we the pirate pack that. on there. That pirate pack was pretty sweet, I think. Yeah. But um, the MTX rewards for the vault pass. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe I just misunderstood how they were because I always thought that those were temporary MTX. That those no. MTX disappeared. When the vault pass disappeared, no, so the ability support, to get them yeah. does, but you have them forever. Yeah, it's just a supporter oh, pack, but they're calling okay. it something different. As far as Can you that, imagine how awful that would be if it's like ah, league's over. I honestly, well, when I first started what I playing, thought it was. I thought tabs were temporary too. Huh? So I only bought the one, and I was like very meticulous about how I organized the one. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, no, you keep them. Okay. That makes sense. Because, of course, they were encouraging, you know, make sure you buy them before, mm-hmm. you know, the end of the league because it's going away. And I'm like, but why would I do that now? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, no, it makes sense. But I, that question that the MTX were permanent didn't even cross my mind until I heard Chris encouraging the vault pass payment at the at the end of the league. So, but just... I, you I mentioned added the I added the Kyrix vault pass. Maybe we should have done that before, but it's added now. Yep, there you go. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Uh, a long Two time ago, you talked about having the ability, and then you brought it up again last episode, but a long time ago, you mentioned the ability to go from like one end of the tree and then kind of teleport to another end of the tree. And last week, yeah, you they emphasized- they did something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. It was one of Steel Mage's- um, unique items i think it was a jewel yeah a a scion style jewel that lets you teleport from one location of the tree to another now it's not a selected location that you teleport to it's a random location but it means you don't have to actually have a connecting point you just connect from wherever that jewel teleported Mm -hmm. you to so i thought that was kind of neat that your idea was in a way implemented yeah, it's it's interesting because it focuses you, on you, a keystone, but you're unable to yeah, allocate that keystone. Can't use that but keystone. a lot of the keystones have really good stuff around them. There's some that are very competitive, and you, they don't have to be connected at all, right. which is one big difference of what I had been talking about. Because in this case, you just you socket it, and now the keystone can't be that whatever that is on the map. That new keystone right. can't so, be selected, but any of the ones in the circle without being connected can right. Be so like assigned, a good one for again. As an example, is Chaos Inoculation. Chaos Inoculation is near famously the Whispers of Doom notable, which is you get an extra curse. Like you can just put that jewel in, and even if you're a marauder that lives on the left bottom left side of the tree and maybe goes over into the duelist area, you can get an extra curse. There's also mana reserve efficiency and aura effective skills there. There's like some spell damage and spell block. There's um lightning stuff, mind stuff. There's just a lot in that little area. Another one is um, Supreme Ego is again near another mana reserve efficiency cluster. So if you're really trying to get as much reserve efficiency as possible because you're trying to fit a lot of ores into your build, like these are other ways to sort of access that as well. I think the one that people are most excited for is uh, Unwavering Stance because there's like a, a pretty good amount of stuff around that one too i think it's um reserve you can go for max res prismatic skin is right next to it that's plus two to all elemental res which is quite nice or you could take all the other little ones too and have uh, max res of the other types as well yeah it's cool you just have to get the roll that you want because obviously you need the right yeah and the, it only uh, drops keystone. from maven everybody's favorite boss fight so you know <laughs> Uber that where it drops yeah, is that the maven. only spot it drops? It's a maven yep, drop. Uber Maven. All oh, right. Well, won't be seeing that. Yeah. What, Uber Maven. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I will definitely not be seeing that. <laughs> did Did you see the jewel? And uh, pr- probably not. But there was a jewel called Sublime Sublime Vision that had a face in the reflection of the jewel. Yeah, it was the one that drops from Shaper, and it looks like Xana. It does look thing. like Xana, doesn't it's it? It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really neat idea there. I didn't actually read what the. The, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I don't know what a jewel does, itself I just does, like, but it'd be cool. cool if it was related, since it's you know from where it drops and who it looks like. It'd be cool. I like. Maybe that, she that comes and fights really by your side. Mm. Hey, she's still in the shaper fight, though, isn't she? Yep. She's still and the elder and the elder fights too. She's the technically game. there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Weird Can time difference. Sounds some, some happens holes with all in their story. Yeah. Can she die still? As far as if you don't protect her during certain things. Yeah. Uh, not during during the shaper fight. Yes. Yep. 
she can, if you let the ads wail on her, she will not be able to finish uh, channeling mm. and will thus not be around to protect you from a bubble during the cascade phase. Hmm. Dang. Love that. All right. And then, of course, I mean, they did emphasize Path of Exile 2 a few times. Chris said specifically he knows exactly when it's coming out without interruptions, which is really neat. But then later on, he said the people did working he? on... Yeah. Yeah, he so said he's like, I know exactly how many links there are until... Until, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And so that gave a lot of people hope. Hmm. Of course, Ziggy's like trying to pretend to weasel it out of them. But then later mm -hmm. on when Chris was talking, he said, yeah, the people that are working on Path of Exile 2 for that content that you'll see in a few years. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, you just like, you gave me hope that it could be five leagues or something. And then he said no. a few years and... I don't know if that was, you know, people talk. Sometimes it's not exactly what they were thinking or meant to say, but I really hope it's still not a few years away. But having that, ex I, I, don't, I doubt it is to be like, okay, Path of Exile is coming out in 14 leagues. That's, I don't know. To me, when you say like, you know how many leagues it's going to be, it's not a huge number. Like 10 so, or well, under. But I mean, even but 10, 10 or 12 is, is two yeah. to three years, right? Yep. Right. So... But that still seems like too many to have an actual plan for what you're doing in each league. There's That's... a 0% chance it'll be out in 2023. I can tell you that. It'll be sometime 2024. Hmm. Maybe. Well, if it comes out. It will. They'll have to put it out. Can't keep stalling us forever. Eh, it's worked so far. <laughs> but they've had some pretty, that seems like they have a pretty technical plan about what they want to test ahead of time, or at least the ideas that they want to test and they're giving themselves room for other things. So that was uh, that was kind of neat to hear them actually talk about it and Chris being a lot more um, direct instead of, you know, kind of beating around the bush. Intentionally too, vague. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, intentionally a lot less vague. So <laughs> I, was, I was happy with it anyway. It was exciting. Uh, I have some patch notes highlights that I want to point You're out. You're going to hit them quick. Talk about whatever you guys oh, want. Oh, please, you I'll... tell me... Get out of here. Added an audio cue for did. attempting to drink a flask that does not have enough charges. Oh, can you turn it off? I hope so. I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you, can you imagine how like, annoying dumbass, that would be? Dumbass, 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 I hope dumbass, it's a voice dumbass. dialogue just to screw you guys that it says, oh no, <laughs> no, I'm all out of drink or something. I don't know. I need oh, more no. apple oh, juice. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Yeah. That's right. It'll that be like when man. people mock the Dark Souls and Elden Ring games when you're just hitting space to like quickly get through. It's like, if, what, then, okay. <laughs> yeah, but then, okay, but it does it for every flask. So if all your flasks are empty, worst. it's gonna oh go. God. I'm, 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 I'm all out of drink. Mm. Uh, let's see the life. I have to read this one. Sorry, because it's longer, but it's probably paraphrased the best already. The life experience, increased item quantity and rarity of magic and rare monsters are no longer primarily determined by the monster's rarity. These are now primarily determined by the type of modifiers on the monsters themselves. A monster with more or rarer modifiers will have more life, increased item quantity and rarity, give more XP, etc. And now we know. <laughs> hey, that's yeah, good cool. stuff to know. <laughs> like those are the things, the questions like, hey, where does this go? You, you know, you, you don't know. That's not going to be anywhere ever again. You're not going to find it. So now you know. Now we know. If you didn't listen to this podcast, you will never, ever know. Okay. We got a secret patch notes. Right. We already mentioned Nemesis and Bloodlines are gone. Race Chorus didn't come back because it's lay. I, oh, and no Silo and no Vault. Goodness me. Um, reduced the base movement speed reduction for almost all sources of the Grasping Vines debuff. What? That's awesome. I like that. 
Shut up. Tweaked the display of various currency items in the default loop filter. Huh? What filter were they using in the video? Because that didn't look like the default or the none. It was I no that's idea. their default one, I think. Really? Yeah. Maybe they've changed some of it. Made maybe because it, it, but maybe that's the tweak the display because there was stuff showing up there that actually looked like NeverSync style filters that their default did not normally look like. I I would love absolutely love their default filter to be okay to use. If you go delving, well, it is okay to use. Nah, but. you go delving, you can't see anything. I hope that that's the case. Like this just makes it seem like it's just how it looks, but it would be really cool if they found a way to, uh, you know, maybe hard mode will help it out, but uh, make things a lot less existent. Any other talking points we want to hit before nope. we wrap up? And then I mean, we can talk about more in After Dark too, but I any other that, big uh, points? I'm pretty happy with where we're at. I, I think we went through excited a lot. for Uber bosses. That's mostly what I'm going to be trying to get it's to actually, and kill as fast as possible. Yeah, sorry. We didn't really bring them up because Tyler and I what? We don't care. Uber bosses. The new like Uber pinnacle bosses. Oh. That's a very cool well, idea. We just assumed very everybody cool. knew that we would be crushing that content and that we didn't Easy. really want to brag. We just didn't want to, you know, yeah, drag you everyone else yeah. down with our superiority exactly. in the game. So, yeah. I think it's really cool for people who are like like that type of content i think it's really fun that there's this aspirational very difficult stuff mm -hmm. bk and are you going to be ubering anybody yeah absolutely i'm going to fight all of them i'm going to kill every single one of them before the next thing is over <sighs> really yep that's my goal what what do you have any idea on the build you're going to play uh probably the cremation build it's that tanky and feels really really good to play hmm interesting that was the one you were just doing your 30 waves on, right? In Simulacrum? Mm -hmm. Yep, nice. yep. What would you call it? Was it somebody's it build or your build? It's not mine. No, no, no. I saw it on YouTube and was like, this looks fun. And I like I like two-button builds. I like the rhythm of a two-button build. Um, so like Detonate Dead, Cremation, Bladefall, Blade Blast, ED Contagion, like all these things are builds that I really resonate with. And so I was looking for something else to play and it popped up and I was like, you know what? This looks really fun. But it was, I was kind of... But like it's one of the more expensive builds to run uh, just because it uses it's dependent on a very rare alternate quality of cremation, which I think is like a one in 18 if you try and use the orb on it to make it. So you have to like farm highest or pay a premium for it. Um, mm. so that was one of the things that kind of drew me back because as a build creator, I don't really like to put out guides on builds of stuff that's that niche. I kind of like things to be more approachable. Sure. Um, so I kind of just put it off until the very end. I was like, oh, I'll just wait till the end. I'll dump all my currency into it and then see how it is. But turns out it's a lot of fun. Like a lot mm. of fun. And I really want to play it again. And I'm mad that I don't have more time to play it right now. <laughs> the league is ending. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you more about that build in After Dark because I'm sure. actually curious. I Sounds need to figure good. out what I'm going to play next week. Uh, we are well into this episode. So we're going to wrap up episode 135 thanks for joining us bk thanks for having me back so much to talk about with I 318 know, so fun all right are you joining us for after dark Absolutely. i didn't even check sweet all right thanks everybody for joining us for episode 135 forever exile the path of exile podcast i'm justin ak tags tyler record of days and i'm riddle Nee. we will see patrons we'll see you in after dark everybody else will see you in episode 136 you'll find bk's information down below you'll find our website foreverxl.com we're on twitter foreverxl82 we have a discord channel and Patreon and other ways to support the podcast are down below. Bye. Bye. I kind of want to let my recording run for five more minutes just so I can hit the two hour mark.